Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Booth a table. Flapjack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did that tickle your fancy? Yeah, but it completely threw me off guard. Fun. I'm twat and I'm wet. Ooh. Just like that. We love to hear it. And we are so excited to be back talking today and flapping our gums with the one and only Twat Wyland. Thanks for joining us again on the pod. Yes. As always, delighted and excited. And just as a reminder for those of you, if you don't remember from our last episode or didn't catch that episode, what pronouns would you like? To be addressed with? You can they, them, me, or he, him, me, anytime you want. Ooh, and you don't even have to buy them a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are y'all doing? I feel like we've had such a busy week, mm-hmm. so many things going on. It's October, full of bookings. So, like, mm-hmm. what's going on? How are y'all doing? I am exhausted. Napping. But, like, thriving. <laughs> currently <laughs> napping. Yes. <laughs> currently asleep. Just sleep talking. Sleep potting. Very much that. Like, <laughs> October is genuinely the month that I always look forward to the most, but I also dread the most because of yeah. how... I dread it because of how much I do to myself. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not the gigs that I accept, it's the ambitions that mm-hmm. I have for that. the gigs that I accept. <laughs> this year, I told myself I wasn't going to take any October gigs because I have anxiety <laughs> about... Um, about honestly Halloween gigs. I have anxiety about that. Oh really? So yeah. So I was like, I'm not gonna do this. And then um now I have like three. So uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it, you know, you start to get that panic like I'm not booked. Oh shit. <laughs> so then you're like, oh yes, I will do that. But also some of my favorite gigs are this month too that I would have attended if I weren't, you know, performing. So hey, I may as well make a few dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right. You better make that coin. I mean, speaking of October gigs, you know, just this past Friday, we had the DIY drag pop-up yes. at Trim Tap Brewing, yes. which was amazing. I know I mentioned this in the last episode, but I'm still not over how just electric that audience was. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, I, I worked with you, Twat, on Friday, and then on Saturday, I got to work with Fawn mm-hmm. and Majesty from Dragula Season 2. Um, and I was it was actually really interesting to me to see, you know, when, when I worked with Fawn and Majesty, which is supposed to be this big headliner Pride event, I felt like the crowd just wasn't quite as yeah. energized as what we have at DIY mm-hmm. Drag. So I'm just, I love that, how special that is. And we'll, we'll talk yeah. more about mm-hmm. that. But I... Anyways, it was just a really eye-opening experience, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, this past weekend. Um, but also, I'm prepping for the Rocky Horror Masquerade Ball. I'm so excited yes. for my Frankenfurter costume. I've gotten it so close to the I movie. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. Yes. I went to What's on Second and got all these like vintage pins. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't get exactly the pins that Frank had on his leather jacket in the movie, but I made, the, I found the closest ones I could get. And they're all like really, really old. So I have some from like 1968 conventions that were happening in Birmingham. That's iconic. Um, I know. Thank you. Thank you. I think so too. If I say Remind so us what the date of that show. Oh yeah. got to plug myself. Uh, October 22nd. Yes. That is the f- Saturday after Camp Wanakiki finale airs. So yes. um, coming out to the Batwell auditorium and it's it will be, be a wild time. It will be a wild time mm-hmm. for all of my unconventional conventionists out there. <laughs> and I know like we both, like you mentioned, we both had the show with 
majesty yeah at the quest that was such a fun show there was one little corner that i swear was living yes the whole time um i ended up doing for those of you that are fans of the new songs um i did the unholy with sam smith and competitorist with yes. miley cyrus unholy Very fun. yeah and then <laughs> also had holy fuck by demi at the end of it <laughs> i made this new like horn headpiece and like I've been, it it's been so a struggle good. getting the video of that from my partner all day. Like one of us doesn't have the right amount of storage and we're just oh. struggling to get that like <laughs> sent and accepted because like I watched the video of it last night and it's rare that I like watch myself and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's good. And like, it was one of those, like I was in it, yes. but that was like also my second face of the day mm-hmm. because I had brunch that yeah. morning in Huntsville, Ooh. which is also wild because they loved Annabelle, like Annabelle went so well at brunch. It wasn't as well received at the, the quest. quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was weird. I will say, I think that, you know, quest is my home bar. And, and I, I think that I'm not sure what was going on. Cause that has not been my experience. Most Saturday nights at mm-hmm. quest. I, it, I think it may have had something to do with Atlanta pride was also going on this weekend. Yeah. Um, Atlanta pride, apparently rocket city pride also yeah. had mm-hmm. something. Coleman had a pride. Oh event yeah, that's right. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I've not heard of Coleman having a pride event. It was before. their first. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to hear that, you know, they're taking those steps. That's super cool. Um, I wish my hometown would have a, a pride event. Um, yeah. Well, Hartsell. Heart well Moody, Moody. actually. Moody. I, I was in Hartsell for a little while okay. for a very short time in my life. Shout out to Crestline Elementary. Um <laughs> but no, then I went to Moody Middle and Moody High School, but you don't need to see my resume, it's on LinkedIn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we have a five star review that we need to talk about, right? Oh, we do. I think um, Hillary may think this is a special five-star review, actually. Yes. Today's <laughs> review comes all the way from Canada, from none other than Hillary Yoss herself. Hi, gay. Um, <laughs> the funny thing to me about this is, okay, I did not know that you could not see international reviews of no your clue. own podcast. No clue about that. Like, what the yeah. hell? And so props to Bonnie, La- Bonnie Lash, a friend of ours, friend of the pod, for showing us how to do that. Yes. Um, so sorry this has been a little delayed, Hillary, but uh, I hope it was worth the wait. Yes. So we'll get right into this review. The title of it is, So You Didn't Like My Outfit. <laughs> and... She keeps it short, sweet, and simple and says, that's because you have no taste. Have a nice day. Hillary Yoss. Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> well. You better I get have, a COVID test. You ain't got no taste. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I have one thing to say. Flop. Uh, oh my God. This is some aggressive Hillary Yoss slander today. Hillary, I would like to extend the invitation that I have extended to Clinica. <laughs> yes. I would like to have a knockdown drag out lube wrestling match with oh. you as well. Let's get this roast to cooking. Yeah. Mm. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I'd love to be a part of that. That should honestly just be a daily camp activity. Like they should have everyone lube wrestle. Yes. That would be iconic. It really, really would. And then I want to see the sugar bakers get in there. Mm-hmm. And as long wrestle as I get paired. Other. Yeah. As long as I get paired with Ranger Danger, I'm fine. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He can pin me down. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd forfeit my yeah. uh, title for that. Honestly, you might beat him because he's, he's not very tall, you know? I and mean, I just let him pin me down. The lankiness. Ooh. 
I wish you could see Vaughn's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of my side. Uh, oh my god. Well, we are going to be chatting with Twat today about me. their life, their experience in drag, and I'm honestly just so excited to get to learn a little bit more about you today. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a privilege. Uh, well, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about how you would describe your drag? Um, chaotic. Uh, probably mm. not as chaotic as I would like it to be, though. Um, I started drag about a year ago, and um, I think I mentioned earlier that I started with the intention of like pulling this like grungy '90s, yeah. you know, heavily masculine character out of myself. Um, and the further I got along, the more I did drag, the more comfortable I got with just leaning into the camp. And it sort of just came to me. And now here I am, fully immersed in the camp, I feel. Like now I yeah. feel like if I were to yeah. switch it up, it would be like, who is this? <laughs> what is this? So I feel like I'm a little bit of a like non-binary clownish yeah. king kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. You tell me. That's one of the things too I love about like your drag. Half the time, I don't know where you find these songs. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I Great don't care because like some people rely on having songs the audience knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are very much like this is a song, and you're gonna yes. just fucking live for yes. this performance. This is the and thing like that I want to do today. Yeah. <laughs> Here is what I'll do today for you. <laughs> but, but the thing I like as well is that I, I feel sometimes when entertainers choose a song that they personally mm-hmm. really like, um, they struggle to take the audience yes. on that journey right. with mm-hmm. them. But you always incorporate some elements. Absolutely. And that's why I think camp is such a yes, good tool I agree. for that mm-hmm. to bring the audience on yes. that journey and be like, let me show you why I love this song. You so get much. to tell that a story. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I And I think that's part of the reason I evolved into this particular realm is that I personally could do grunge songs all day long and get the fuck into them. But you, you know, how many times are, does somebody else want to see that uh, mm-hmm. from me? And then, you know, once you start doing, you, st- you start experimenting, you're like, well, let me do this little trick and see what people <laughs> think. And then you're like, Oh, they lived for that. Well, let me oh, see yeah. how much bigger I can get that. And then now we have like, you know, oversized mushroom or not mushrooms. I haven't done that one yet. <laughs> uh, marshmallows. And <laughs> yes. And uh, Hitachi's and stuff like that. So now, like, every single time I do a song, I'm like, how can I bring this camp camp into this? Also, I'm not a dancer. So mm. if I were to start dancing, people would be like, I'm out. It's time for a smoke break, <laughs> you know? So um, I've got to keep people's attention. And I feel like, you know, one of the things that I can do is bring my humor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say the marshmallows that you brought for the viewing party, mm-hmm. that was received so stinking well. I'm I was so like, glad. oh shit, I'm jealous. I, should, yeah. I mean, that would be one hell of a game of Chubby Bunny, I have to say. Right? <laughs> uh, but it also, like, I had several people from camp. I think Ruthie in particular actually reacted to my story with, you know, it. with the giant marshmallows. Yeah. So believe me, they are not going unnoticed. I so. love it. Well, you've kind of led the charge on this DIY drag movement is what I would call it. So Mm -hmm. can you tell us about that and what that experience has been like? Okay. Um, Well, uh, I guess a little bit of background is helpful. Like before I even started drag, I was heavily involved in, and still am, community events and trying to, you know, put my, get my hands dirty. So I've been involved, uh, involved in the community uh, with music and arts um, and 
volunteering, all kinds of things over, you know, the course of the last like 10, 15 years. And so I've, I've picked up on a lot of different things. I've also been involved with organizations where I've been able to put um, events together. So, you know, drawing from all of that knowledge and then jumping into the drag community and realizing there are so few opportunities for mm. how many performers there are in this very small community. And, you know, just having a hard time myself getting booked and then those little pieces went into place and they were like, oh, I can actually, I can do an event. So with, and I've done a couple of different events. I've thrown a few things at the wall. Like I said, this is only like my first year of drag. So I've I've been a bit ambitious with it. Um, But with the DIY aspect, I've recognized that there aren't very many open stages. So many people really want to do something and they don't have that opportunity opportunity to do it without it being some sort of competition and not everybody wants to compete they just want to evolve a concept absolutely absolutely um or try things out that they don't normally get to do so um and then i saw that um the alexanders over in atlanta have been doing mug checks Mm, for this last year or so and they have been going so well and it just inspired me i looked through their you know format and their concept and i was like we can totally do this here so i just started calling around to different places and we do have this um uh, venue called the firehouse which is a community arts center um it is ground floor there's no bar in it it's just set up so you can come in plug in and do your thing and that felt perfect for me and so or not for me but for everyone so i just was like let's throw this pasta at the wall and see if it sticks and Y'all, I've just been so surprised and overwhelmed at how well it has taken off and how much positivity we've been getting from it. So I guess that's the story of DIY drag. It's definitely one of those, as somebody that has attended, feels like a very well-cultivated experience. Like everything about it just feels very intentional and cultivated. That is so good to hear. And I think that also something that surprised me, especially as I was prepping for what I wanted to do with this with this show that we just did, um, a lot of times larger audiences intimidate me, and I'm like, oh, I really need to do the safer songs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But this was one of the first shows where I was like, you know what? I can do that song. I, I don't really ever perform yeah. because I know this crowd is going to want to go on that journey with yes. me. Right. And I, I think it's so impressive that you've managed to foster this environment that is so comfortable. Mm-hmm. For drag entertainers who are brand new, who may be a little older, or anywhere in between. Um, and it is much needed in this community. So yeah. props to you for Thank that. Thank you. I think that also to you know speak on that, obviously with the amount of people who are coming out and seeing these shows and giving the energy that we're getting, there is a need for it, not only on the performer front, but there is an audience for yeah. this kind of mm-hmm. drag or this kind of art form that you know, really desires it and wants it to be there. So again, I've just been like, I've been sort of like very much, is this really happening? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I think after, after this week, um, having had it at a different venue and it's still doing so well, I'm like, okay, this might be happening now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It, I, I can't remember what movie it was, but I feel like I saw this movie one time where people advertised a show that would always happen at different places, but they would just put flyers up everywhere mm-hmm. and everyone was looking for, okay, where's this cool yeah. underground mm-hmm. band playing, you know? And that's kind of how I feel DIY drag yes, is. Yes, I love that. Um, yeah. And it like the first time I went, I was like, am I 
am I cool enough to be in this <laughs> right now? Hell yes. <laughs> so, yeah, again, I, I'm so in love with it. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, what's, what's next for DIY Drag? We have a show on, I think it's November 5th. Yes. I have not announced um, submissions yet, but I will say this one is, excuse me, going to be a little bit different um, mm. because I've noticed uh, so many new performers sort of coming out of the woodwork in the last few months. And I don't know if it's just like the, you know, the season for new drag performers or it, like people are getting more. It's the Birmingham drag baby boom. Yeah, it, that's I'll tell exactly. you this, like. It there's something about what's in the air right now I with Birmingham so drag yeah. that reminds me of when I started drag mm-hmm. because I started drag with the Angel Face, the Milky yes. Juicy, Alexis Jade, Saliva Godiva. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we had like yeah. what a time! The ex- Alexa, you are not our special guest. You are our lead researcher. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> we'll not say that again, ma'am. But it gives me a lot of nostalgia in a way, which also kind of s- sounds weird because yeah. it's something that was like five, six years ago for me. Yeah. But it gives me a lot of nostalgia for when I started. And it's a lot of the same energy. Yeah. Um, because that was kind of also how we had cultivated our the redacted bar yeah. um, for their <laughs> mm-hmm. open stage. And it's been something that I have been like, we're missing something yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. And obviously people respond to right. it. And it's so important. Like, yeah. I cannot sing the praises for DIY enough. I think it's really important for new artists too. And that's, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do with this next show is really make sure that those new artists get a a stage because it seems like once people figured out this was a a good show, they were like, they are now ready for me to Mm -hmm. put that submission out. And it's like, people are like immediately like, I want, I want in, I want in. And I definitely have seen, uh, I don't want to have the same lineup we have such a great, strong group of people who want to perform every single time. And I would love to have that for everybody, but I also want to make room for new people. Right, right. So um, this show that Fawn will be hosting. Yes. Means, who, yes. me? <laughs> um, it's going to be half and half, like new performers and then open submissions. So we already have like six or seven brand new, either brand new performers or new-ish performers who haven't gotten to take the stage as much. So that's what's uh, in the air for the next DIY. And I will be um, announcing the submissions probably sometime this next week. So keep your eyes open for that. I'm so excited for, like, Mm -hmm. honestly, as excited as I get for my Halloween shows, this is going to be literally the week after Mm -hmm. Halloween's over. And I'm honestly, like, so much more pumped for this because of like what I already have planned for this and what I'm wanting to do. And I've already been talking with my partner Mm -hmm. about what they're going to be doing since they're going to be debuting. And like, we're talking outfit hair. I'm like helping them. Like Mm -hmm. they're asking my opinion on some of their song choices and still like taking what they want from it. And I'm like, Please take what you want from my opinion. I'm just going to explain to you <laughs> mm-hmm. because where you're I'm asking. coming from. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explain to you where I'm coming from with it. But like it, I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, I'm just shivering with anticipation. Same. 
vacation. <laughs> but yes. actually, speaking of a break and a, and mm-hmm. a word, I think we may need one. We do. Hi, everyone, and we are back with Twat Wyland. And we're just chit-chatting about their life. <laughs> yes. Now... I'm sure those of you that are listening that listened to the last episode that have listened so far might be wondering, how did Twat get their name? Twat, do you mind elaborating? Not at all. Not at all. Um, this one is a deep dive. I uh, Earlier, as I mentioned, I was really wanting to do this like 90s grunge character when I got into drag. And so... Um, one of those inspirations was when I was younger, I was obsessed with uh, Stone Temple Pilots and Ooh. their lead singer, Scott Weiland, who has <laughs> uh, passed and, uh, since. But anyhow, mm. uh, I used to just really love how masculine his energy was and just like so fluid and just yeah. got just, ooh, made me <laughs> anyway. Major bugs bite. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he was the person that I really wanted to sort of play off of his name. And originally, uh, I came up with the name Thought Wyland, and I rolled with that for a little while um, until I came into a new awareness, which some of us do every now and then about yeah. the choices that we make. That it was an appropriated term Mm. that thought is an appropriated term and as fun as it was it just didn't feel right to hang on to it um because it felt like it could be doing some damage or at least you know not really speaking well of my thoughtfulness so Mm. uh, i took a little while to to think on that and i still wanted to sort of stick with that same theme especially i had already started gaining a little bit of a following um and so then i came up with twat I mean, it just feels yeah. right now. I don't even think about that other name anymore. So, yeah. And I also love that people feel weird about calling me Twat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it has a certain, like, coolness to it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's like, yeah, you can, you can just call me Twat. Just that's call me fine. Twat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really want to commend you for that. Because I, I honestly don't know that I would have the... Um, the, the ability to have that reflection, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in my own time. And I found that to be a really admirable thing Thank for you. you to do, to like mm-hmm. be able to be receptive to that feedback and to, to, um, to, to realize like, okay, maybe this is something that I am mm-hmm. harming folks with. And I think, I think it's important in drag to, yeah. for the goal to be, to do no harm. Yes. Um, and, and I love that you were just able to take that and still merge your brand mm-hmm. of what, what you had already built and without losing that, make it something else. Yeah. So and I, yeah, really it wasn't like that. completely just a wild change. It was like, yeah. it worked and it wasn't something so far out of I, left field that it was just like, Oh, now this is an entirely new character. Thing, it was yeah. just like, no, we're just making a slight shift. We're just changing the spelling of this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have to say a shout out to the King community because it is such a really well-developed community of thoughtful and um, like knowledgeable people. And they will call you out on something. Or if you call yourself out on something, which is actually what happened in this case, I was like, hey, y'all, I'm, I just realized this. Can somebody give me some feedback on it? And immediately I got, no, this is not your term because of this. And I was mm. like, okay, 
I will not move forward, you know, in this manner. I'm, I've definitely got to make sure that I'm thoughtful. And, you know, in my song choices as well, I know y'all said that I, you know, choose interesting songs. I'm also extremely, uh, like, I think overthink that a lot. Like, is, does this song come from an artist that might be problematic? Or are there things yeah. in this theme that might not work out? Like, probably, maybe sometimes I probably you know, do that to my own detriment. But at, I feel like I'd rather overthink than underthink and, you know, right. put, you know, put my foot in my mouth too much. Cause I already do that a lot. <laughs> I definitely can relate to that. Cause like when I'm choosing music, I'm like, do, is this going to be any way? Like, cause for example, like I've got back in the day, had a God warrior mix that has, um, share song in it that has a slur in it that we don't use anymore mm-hmm. so like i'm mm-hmm. like oh i'm i haven't even like touched that mix i'm like i need to go back and remake it with a different something in it because it's like a really fun campy yeah. mix but it's also like uh something that i wasn't knowledgeable about when i made it that mm-hmm. i'm now like mm. that's not gonna work yeah. right now <laughs> yeah 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 I, th- I think that's something you know i can admit that's an area of growth for me like i i often think is this is a popular song. Okay, this is what I'm going to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then try to combine some other element with it. Like, I, I do often think, what am I emulating with this song? Mm-hmm. Am I am I invoking something that is not mine to invoke? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I really admire you both for um, being, My goal is just so to invoke wrath. I think, too, invoke there's a... Invoke wrath? Yeah, from the <laughs> heads. Oh, yeah. I just want to get canceled at least once. We, just, will, we will all be canceled. I just want to be canceled by the straight people. Yes, by the right people. Yeah. <laughs> I got canceled by the straight people recently. We won't talk about that. Um, <gasps> no, but uh, actually, I was going to say, too, know. there's another la- layer to that, I think, as uh, being a king. you Because so much of the male entertainment, especially in our past, has been dominated by... Um, misogyny and problematic mm. behavior like I feel like we have even more of a responsibility if we are trying to um, emote or you know project a certain image uh, even though we are like sort of overdoing the masculinity we don't have to overdo the masculinity and the misogyny you know yeah and not only that even more so y'all are unfairly in even more of a microscope because yeah. people are going to be picking yeah. and nitpicking that. for anything they can to be like, well, this is why we're this not going to book work. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I often hear about, you know, there's, there's lacking opportunities for drag Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, sometimes I think that something that fades from the competi- uh, from the conversation is like, what makes joy for a drag king? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, what is what is the amazing thing about being a king that you can't really get in other types of entertainment? Hmm. And sorry, I know that's kind of something big, a big question yeah. to throw on you. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that's a really mm-hmm. interesting thing to think about. Because so often, like with lots of marginalized groups, we think, oh, well, they've been through this. They've been through mm-hmm. this. But, like, what, what makes, like, trans joy? What makes black joy? Like, what makes it joyful to be a king? I, oddly enough, I feel like I have, I'm prepared for this. Um, (laughs) I, my entire life have been told I am too masculine or that I look like a man or I act like a man or whatever, which as a, you know, 40 something year old person now, and I look in the mirror, I'm like, that person is too masculine, you know, but like, Mm. that's what I was told my entire life. But also at the same time, I grew up in like a very religious suppressive background so it was like you're too masculine but you you also need to be like you need to fit into this thing and then at the same time I was playing sports my entire life so it was like 
I was constantly being told which, how masculine or how feminine I should be. And, um, but I could never go this far masculine, you know, like Mm. it was unacceptable to go just this far, this far to the left, you know? So, um, at some point once I became really comfortable with honestly my sexuality and I realized, you know, I'm pansexual and it doesn't even matter, you know, who or what, um, and then I started becoming a lot more comfortable with my body and seeing these masculine traits come out in myself was like euphoria because I was like, no one has ever praised me for this. Mm. They have only, you know, told me this is wrong or bad, but I think it's beautiful and awesome. And then the more I did it and the more like good feedback I got, I was like, this is actually something I can do that will build something inside of me it's not just about the drag it's about the journey and the experience and the you know cultivating a whole new aspect of myself that i wasn't even aware of that was there right yeah oh, that's beautiful that. what a great way to <laughs> yes wow <laughs> um no i i really do love that and something that i admire so much about your drag and I feel like it, it happens to do with a lot. I, I feel like you and I kind of were in the same mm-hmm. generation of drag babies so to too, happen yeah. in like the pandemic mm-hmm. and really have to focus on social media. Yeah. Um, Calling me old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, like I, to me, what, what I see when I see you, Twat, is that, you, you know, you have really put yourself out there in such a way that you're like, yes, I found success in this, mm-hmm. but you open that door to say you can do this yes. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't know. I wanted to I wanted to hear about that a little bit. Like, can you tell us about like how how you got your start and mm-hmm. how I know you've built a bit of a TikTok following, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what has that experience been like for you? Um, okay, so I think just generally, I'm sort of a nurturing person. We spoke about that earlier, yeah. but like all of the experiences that I've had in my life from different areas of production, which I won't go into all of them, but I have I have really done quite a bit of of production in my life. Um, and I've noticed, especially in the art artistry area, that there's so much gatekeeping and so much of this, like, so many people willing and wanting to learn. And then people with that knowledge who are like, I've got it now and you're not going to get it. You're going to have to work for it or, mm. you know, whatever, whatever it is in their head. I don't ever want to be that person, especially like I have children. Um, and so one of the major things that I wanted to do for my child is make sure that they always had a voice and that they were always heard because I never, I never felt that way in, you know, growing up as a Southern Baptist. Um, <laughs> Retweet. Can't relate, <laughs> can't relate right. at all to that. So um, as I guess part of this is like me bringing my, um, my parenting into the world of drag and mm. seeing like all of these younger, much younger people than me. I've had, again, so much experience and I'm just doing this because I'm, exploring a new part of me and I'm like just figuring it out. Right. But there are some people I see that drag is their passion and their life and they have no idea where to go with it or what to do with it or who to talk to. And all I want to do is say, Hey baby, come here. Let me show you. Oh, I mean, you know, that's, that's how (laughs) I feel. And so I guess part of the DIY, um, you know, motivation is to be able to nurture that and be able to say, you Mm -hmm. can get a gig and you can, you can't have an audience for that. It doesn't have to be in the way that you expected it. Um, but there is this, and let me show you what I know, you know, like my knowledge may not always be the best knowledge or my experience may not be the best. And that's why I try not to say, this is the way you should do it. Mm -hmm. This is how you have to do it. And that's also why I'm like very wary of, 
um, young drag performers just jumping into a family. Like, I feel like you should really get your bearings and, and figure out who and where, who you're, who are and where you're going and how you fit into a certain community before you start like adding all these expectations or anything. And now not every family is like that, but, um, you know, it's, that's a whole other thing. Um, (laughs) But um, I think that's what it is, is I just want to make sure that people have what I didn't have while I was growing up. And I think that's just like generally the best way to be a human. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a really special thing. And I, I, that is definitely the environment that's been um, displayed every time I've been at a DIY drag yeah. event. Like, Good. I know with yeah. Wo, for example, mm-hmm. like she, she and I talked when we were backstage um, and I, you know, I was like, okay, so here's, here's how I do some things. Like maybe this mm-hmm. will help you, you know, with, with X, Y, Z goal that you're trying to accomplish. Um, and I'm just glad that we're able to have that. Yes. And it's yeah. not in like this traditional mm-hmm. mother daughter mm-hmm. kind of thing that right. has necessarily existed in the past. Not that I'm against having something yeah. like yeah. that. And one of the other things is like, I don't think I'm an expert. I'm just doing this. And so like, I will share with you what I have experienced yeah. in my short period of time. But also with DIY, there are so many young people who are also having that experience, and they can do that with one another. They can mm-hmm. have it's that a community. Yes, it is. Um, in these group chats, I've been like really surprised at how yeah. much yeah. positivity and how much people are just so encouraging of one another. Like we all have this knowledge. Why not share the knowledge right. that we have? Yeah, let's. We want to see everybody succeed. Yeah. You yeah. know, like why? Why do we have to keep that to ourselves? Right. Just because you're su- just because somebody else is succeeding doesn't mean you're failing. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can all succeed together. Yes. Law of abundance. Yes. There's enough of the pie mm-hmm. to share for everyone. Speaking of pie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. Where are we going next? That's with a this? good. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> what would you consider to be the secret ingredient to your oh, drag character? Shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh but god, that must stink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it does, believe me. Mm. I take one right before I start my makeup, and then I take one right after <laughs> before I start putting on my binding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, That's how you keep that gorgeous non-binary figure. <laughs> I have no idea, and I think that's part of what I'm trying to figure out because, mm. again, I started in one place. Every time I put my makeup on, I'm like, am I doing this right? I guess this is how I'm going to do it this time. And then by the end of me doing my makeup, I'm like, okay, this is who we are today. Um, so I don't know. Maybe fluidity is the secret ingredient. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. That's a little fluid in your pie. Mm. That's like... <laughs> You can drink that fluid out of your own flapping and falling. That that answer just like resonated with me (laughs) a lot because like that's something that I feel like I relate to with drag. Mm -hmm. So like that answer I was not expecting, but I very much like appreciated. Thanks. So well, and I think that at this table here we also don't probably give ourselves enough credit for our makeup skills because I think there is some makeup skill. <laughs> yeah. You know, between the three of us, I feel like we could paint a face. Yeah. At least Maybe one. So. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't we um, give that a try during our next break? Love it. Fall is just around the corner. And one of the best ways to celebrate is at Conjure Fest. 
At ConjureFest, you'll find live music, drag, tarot readings, palm readers, pole dancers, fire breathers, belly dancers, great food, and much, much more. So mark your calendar for September 23rd, 2023 for ConjureFest 2023. Last year, I got to perform at ConjureFest in drag and also with the Rocky Horror cast, and we had a blast. People were up there dancing with us during our number. It was so fun. The crowd was just really excited to be around and just to celebrate fall and the spooky season that's upon us. So for more information, visit ContrafestBeham.com. Back again. <laughs> back roll. Oh, Lord. And I do want to, you know, we talked a little bit about that community feel, that family feel versus that you that you were able to um, create at the DIY drag shows versus what a more traditional drag family may mm-hmm. be like. And I'm curious to know if you could tell us about your drag family Ooh. and what that experience has been like for you. I can do that. Yes, I, I do have a drag family. And um, I actually... My drag family helped me cultivate my interest more in drag. Uh, my mother is Karis, the bubblegum goddess. Um, yes, she is so <laughs> special and beautiful and professional, and I love her so much. Um, so Karis and I met through doing some, or for, from seeing her at drag brunches, and I don't know, we just sort of clicked as people, and we cultivated a friendship, and then I got comfortable enough with Karis and her partner, Kyle, to be able to divulge to them that I, too, really did want to do drag. But mm. I was very scared to do it. I actually had been telling one or two friends for, like, three years prior, like, I really want to do this. I yeah. just don't know how to do it. I just don't know how. And I think that them just saying, oh, you do? Okay. What do you get? You know, they, they, having an interest was like, okay, I have permission to yeah. do this. You know? And I don't know why I needed it, but I got yeah. permission. And so then I just started doing my makeup and stuff. And... Got, I've, I've had so much really good positive feedback from uh, my drag mother. And I also have a drag, what, I don't know, what do we call each other? We Sometimes, what, I call you my fonty, right? Yeah. My, Aww. Yeah. Fawn is my, my auntie, I guess. Yeah. So she's my, they're my fonty. <laughs> Wait, no, no, that's actually, there's a word, like a, a non-binary word for that. I learned that recently mm-hmm. because my brother had a kid. And yeah. so I have a nephew, mm-hmm. but... The word for a non-binary aunt or uncle is a pibling because it's the combination of pibling. parent and sibling. I know when I it's a little uncomfortable when you say it at first, mm-hmm. but if you sit with it for a second, I don't know. I think it's kind of cute. You're my pibling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and we have I would say a small family, um, yeah. but it feels very welcoming inviting like very creative and um i'm forgetting the word but like we are constantly like what do you need it's Can very I- affirming yes. and like mm-hmm. we I see all is very eclectic you know we're we are. We something mm-hmm. very different yeah mm-hmm. we all kind of have our own little flair on things yeah. and different perspectives that sometimes overlap i feel like mm-hmm. we all have little things that overlap with each other but yeah. overall we kind of have our own yeah perspective but also high expectations of ourselves oh absolutely <laughs> We're like the most like one thing is not blended perfectly, so mm-hmm. we hate our entire mm-hmm. face. Yeah. yeah, that's us. Do you ever like work together on projects and stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, sometimes we do sewing nights all together <gasps> as the family, oh, and it'll be so like fun. usually Kyle and I will be sewing, and then like Twat and Karis might be working on something, and it's just like a whole mm-hmm. fun family night. Yeah, and 
and like, there are dogs too oh yeah there's dogs, dogs. <laughs> and like last time we had one mark came and karis mm-hmm. put mark and drag yes and we had a fun little moment with that like it's Aww. great that makes me miss mariah and cleo come back i know tampa's so beautiful and fun and there's the <laughs> beach but i miss you guys we used to do movie nights and stuff I because love that. you know mm-hmm. i I never know any movie and Mariah showed me so many great movies like Sorted Lives and uh, Straight Talk with Dolly Parton and it was just all the movies that Mm -hmm. queer Flapjack needed to know. There's so many more movies that you need to know that like we need to watch at some point. I've got like a small list for you. Oh yeah. I'm ready. There's one of them is on HBO Max right now. What What is is it? Um, Stepford Wives. (laughs) (laughs) Quiz time. (laughs) Well, I'm also curious to know, so, like, what what is your why outside of drag? Like, uh, is there a bigger mission for twat? You mean as a human or as a drag person? Porque no los dos. Um, okay. Um, I am still, once again, figuring that out. Um, and oddly enough, even in my 40s, I'm surprised at how often I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing Let's just try this and see how it works. Um, so I'm just trying to live and be a human being. <laughs> um, and then also trying to set, I guess, a good example for people who are coming after me. Mm. Um, and that really is it. I, I do have aspirations, but I've also experienced so much in my life that I'm very thankful for that for me, anything that comes after this is continuously icing on the cake and do i like icing <laughs> <laughs> yes i believe, I believe they do um, okay so i feel like this is kind of like a yoga recess moment okay is there any, have you ever been to a yoga class no honestly okay so yoga <laughs> recess is when at the end of the class the yoga instructor is like okay so if there's any positions that you need to take to fulfill your practice you can take, the, take gotcha. that now. So do you have mm-hmm. anything that you want to say that you'd be remiss if you didn't get to say on Flapping and Fawning? Mm, let me see about this. Mm. You know, I, I feel like y'all have given me such um, a platform to just say everything that I wanted to. And before I came into this, I was like, make sure you hit this one and make sure you hit that one. But like, y'all have been so conversational and like, it's been so easy just to cover pretty much everything. So good. Yeah. Yes. Look at us being good podcasters. Yes. <laughs> You'd think we have done this a couple times. Once or twice. <laughs> so most importantly, yeah. we have you here. So you got to let our listeners know where can they find you? You can find me on the social medias. That would be Facebook and Instagram. And I do have a TikTok account. My um, handles are Twat Wyland. Um, and again, I'll spell that out for you because this twat is confusing. Um, <laughs> T-W-H-A-T-W-E-I-L-A-N-D. Sometimes there's a little dot in between the first and last name, but sometimes there's not. Twat Wyland. Work, work. <laughs> so... We have a little signature question that we like to ask here on Flapping and Fawning when we interview. (laughs) If you could go back in time and put any historical figure in drag, who would it be and what would their drag name be? Do they have to be dead? No. No. Okay. Dead Um, or alive, 
They, I, they must have existed, though. Okay. That's like my only okay. rule, okay. I would say. Well, I did have someone who didn't exist in mind, but... Uh, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I didn't um, think about the second half of this question, but I would love to pe- put any Alabama politician yes. in drag. Um, yes. And specifically right now, it'd be great to see Kay Ivey yes. in drag. Um, oh, Mimo. Yes. Ivy. I do feel like we would have to cultivate a really good drag name for her. And mm. I think that would be like, you know, crowdsourced because oh, yeah. it, I know that someone else would come much, up with a much better name than I would. But it, it needs Ivy. to play on the Meemaw aspect, right? Yeah, I would, I, yeah, I would think so. I mean... One of the names Mark considered was Baby Grandma. Oh my God, Baby Grandma! Baby Grandma actually, is great. That is great. That is. That is because she absolutely would be a baby grandma. That's it. Well, there you have it. Folks. We have it right here at Flapping and Fawning. You heard it here first. <laughs> KIV is Baby, baby grandma. grandma. Go to church or the devil will get you. <laughs> well, thanks everyone once again for yes. listening to yes. Flapping yes. and Fawning. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at FlapJQuellen. F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod. And on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.